And now, WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Warris, and producer Ashton. Uh, what do we have on the docket oh, yeah. today? Uh, <laughs> Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, why he's the greatest. Uh, Kevin Durant on his technical fouls. Jeff Janice is gone. What? Dynasties. We'll get back to dynasties. And uh, the Blackhawks. Strange goal. All of that effort. Well, where, where shall we begin? Kevin Durant stuff. He's got fire and the passion. He's got the fire and the passion, and apparently fire, huh? he is Very. he is now the new grandson of Hawk More Harrelson. technical fouls due to love, passion, desire to win a championship again. Mm, sure. What surprised me most was his five ejections is the most in the league. And it's the most since Larry Sanders had five, five years ago. Not Draymond Green. Yeah, apparently it's just technical fouls with Draymond Green. I thought he had the ejections too, but no. Goes right up to the edge and then apparently stops or just the ref gets annoyed and walks away. The record, I I don't think they kept track of this until like 91, but the record is seven. That's uh, Sheed, right? Well, that's the easiest guess. Yeah. I mean, but he, did, he did two, two years, years in a row. Jeez. Yeesh. Will he get to seven? Uh, how many games do they have? Six games left? Probably not. More technical fouls That's... due to love, passion, and desire to win a championship. What a bunch of again. garbage. Has, I mean, do we like Kevin Durant? I'm out on him 100% now. I think once a player wins the championship and they lose that, oh, look at him struggling, fighting every year, scratching, clawing, look at the journey he's trying to make to get a title. Once he's got the title, then the polish comes off. There's, I mean, with, in his case, there's, there's a little more, too, that you factor in. I'm not going to fault any guy for saying I, I want to win a championship and going to the best opportunity to do that, but it takes a little shine off. But then mm-hmm. all the social media stuff with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant always putting himself out there with his buddy Bill Simmons and the softball questions he gets five times a year. He's become a very unlikable guy. I for me the biggest thing is like why just why are you so angry? What what is there to possibly be angry about? He's getting uh cyber bullied desire like to win a championship again. This is the problem. You are seeing it as anger. You're misinterpreting passion. it. It's passion, it's desire, what it's fire. What we did as a team was special. And I want to experience that again. My love and passion for the game has blossomed. Because I understand that's what it's all about. And I'm pouring all of this newfound thirst into this game. <laughs> but I know I have to keep my fire under control, and I will. We all do. Who's de- de- who is legitimately delegitimizing what he does? Trolls. Right, on, right. On so who, there's nobody legitimately doing Which this. Which he then responds to. As somebody else, not Kevin Durant. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why he's so upset. Maybe this is the Draymond effect because Draymond gets upset about little things. So what happens with this team, though? Because it mm. feels like we're reaching the point where their run has maybe two years left. Depends on how confident you feel in the Rockets, I think. This year specifically. I don't, But not just that. You're going to have free agency decisions to make relatively soon. Is it next year that Clay is a free agent? Um, you'll have to figure that out. Plus, how old is Steph Curry now? Is he, he going to turn? He just turned thirty. 
He's, yeah, he just turned Not 30. like he's old, but the injuries have started to pile up again for Steph Curry. It feels like, much like we saw with the Seahawks in the NFL, where they were dominant for a brief stretch, and then the window just starts to close, it feels like we're reaching the point where there's maybe two to three years left of this Warriors dynasty. Which would have made the window, what, six like years? five, six years. That's a heck of a window right. in any sport. And, and their dominance at its peak was dominant. the dominance <laughs> that you would want, I think, right? So, it's a beautiful segue. Thank we you. didn't get to this last week. In reviewing some of the stuff and some of the things that we put together on uh, the Bucks broadcasts for 50 years of memories, I keep coming back to those teams in the 70s. And everybody talks about the Bucks of the 80s as the greatest team to never reach the finals mm-hmm. and everybody they had to go up against in that era. But look at those 70s teams. And to me, that is like the dynasty that never was, that never gets talked about. You, you win the championship in 71. You had 56 wins, I think, the year before in Kareem's rookie year. But 71, you win the championship. And it's a team that's built up of Kareem. You still have John McLaughlin, who's getting older, but Bobby Dandridge is there. Oscar Robertson is getting close to over the hill at that point, but that's still a pretty formidable four that you have. The following year, they get to the Western Conference Finals, lose to the Lakers in a bizarre series where the Lakers' average margin of victory was eight. I think they won one game was a blowout. Other than that, it was one, three, and four points that they won by. The Bucks' two wins were by 21 and 26 points. Kareem averaged close to 35 points a game in the series, but Wilt Chamberlain just took over late. The following year, they lose to the Warriors in the semifinals in basically the exact same setup where they outscore the Warriors, blow them out in two games, lose four games to two and four close losses. The year after that, they reach the finals again, but lose, and then it's basically never heard from again, where you have a four-year window Five years, if you include the year before, where I think they averaged 59 wins. And you could have had three championships in five years. But instead, it's just that one that we point to in 71. And no one really mentions the teams from the 70s other than that 71 so your team. your point is what? Your point is what? That- My point is, there's that. There is the team from the 80s. You look in football. There's the Packers from the 90s. One Super Bowl, two appearances. There's the team from earlier this decade with Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl. One appearance. One appear well, one Super Bowl. Championship game appearances. The Brewers team, too, with Harvey Wallbangers and Harvey's Wallbangers and how they were set up. Just one appearance in the World Series. Outside of the Packers from the 60s. It seems like the trend in Wisconsin is we have these teams that should have been dynasties that just never were. How can you say that something should have Like contextually? Yeah. Just because when Aaron you... Rodgers retires. Right. And he has one Super Bowl and one Super Bowl appearance. You could have more championships if we're going to use the Rodgers example. You could have more championships, more Super Bowl appearances and still not be a quote-unquote dynasty. Was like we talked about this. Why? Last why do you week? have to be a dynasty? It was like last week or a couple weeks ago we were talking about the Bills. Like that that four year stretch they lost, but they that got the was Super a Bowl. dynasty. That's a dynasty so, You're in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, so, it, but dynasty. this is a grouping of teams yeah. that falls short of getting there. 
So I think Justin's saying it's these are so many teams me. that are so many teams are one step away from being a dynasty. Or like not even like one step, like it could be one player, one one basket away in the Bucks case in the seventies. Okay. So either they weren't good enough just based on the talent. He's that just, went pointing up against. Out a, just pointing out a trend. Is that a trend? I don't even know if that's a trend. It's happened to it's just every, every team. It's just a happen. Okay, I'm sure every team in every franchise could say, we could have, should have, would have. I don't know what we're, what are we debating well, here? the wave did it. The wave got there. The wave, Keith, Keith Tozer. Keith did that. Well, is the 70s club a dynasty because they have two finals appearances in four-year span? No, that's not a dynasty. Well, I need three. I need three consecutive or three out of four. I think, and I'm just hey, going go, off the top of my head, I think that's how I'm going to define a dynasty. Just getting to the, at least getting to the finals? Yeah, like the Bills. The Bills right, were a dynasty. Right, so the Bills, and I'm going to say this, just based on your criteria, this is not being a smartass, so the current Cavs are a, a, are a three, dynasty. They three straight, they might might make it four. Because I, mm-hmm. I think the interesting thing is, when you talk about the current, the Cavs and Warriors, like the Warriors are clearly a dynasty. Like, you can see it. When you watch the Cavs, it's because they're smarter than everyone. Well, you know, according to uh, Joe Lacob and their owner. Uh, what's their owner's name? Lacob is their owner. Bob Myers. Bob Myers is GM. GM. You're right. Uh, and, of course, you look at the Cavs and you think LeBron is the dynasty, but you don't think of the team itself. I just think that's a, it's, it's strange. I, I don't think there's an easy way to, you know, to say what a dynasty since, is. Since you're bored by this, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, too. Is it uh, – how do you word this? When you look at LeBron and his run of going to the finals, oh, man, John Wall with those braids, too. When you look at LeBron <laughs> and his run of going to the finals and you look back at that Heat team, the Heat team of him, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, that trio is better than anything he's had on the Cavs. Yeah, and then yep. think about the fact that they also added new Hall of Fame member Ray Allen. Well, but that was uh, still aging Ray Allen. He but had regardless. An if LeBron stayed in Miami, just think of LeBron staying there. And I know the big reason was he saw the writing on the wall that Dwayne Wade is getting old. But he stays there. And we're talking about the Heat in, what, seven straight finals? And you have that Heat team versus this Warriors team? And let's just assume Chris Bosh is healthy? I'm Look at what we were deprived of. I, I, that's true. I'm trying to think of in the East who who would have competed with that or who could have. Over the past ten several years, with that Heat team, no, well, like no like one. say 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 just no it one. all stays the same. What's compete? No uh, do the Raptors? Do the Raptors become? It would what be they the are? same that we saw with the Ca- the Raptors going up against the Cavs. No one would compete with that. You had that brief one to two year window for the Pacers. Yeah, no. the Raptors right, becoming yeah, good, but no, it would be Heat versus Warriors. I'm trying to think of the rest of that roster though, were, they were getting old as a whole though, were they not? The Heat? Yes. Yeah. Well, you had Shane Battier, you had Ray mm-hmm. Allen, Mario Chalmers. So LeBron James last season, 2013-2014, uh, uh, let's go through the roster of names that, that matter. Ray Allen, Joel Anthony, Shane Battier. I would already argue none of those matter. Your your guy, Michael Beasley, technically didn't matter. Uh, Chris Bosh, Mario Chalmers, Norris Cole, Udonis Haslam, LeBron James, James Jones, Rashard Lewis, DeAndre Liggins was on that roster. Well, it's just it's just a bunch well, of dudes. Bosh was the real equalizer, right? Because that's what Peak LeBron Bosch. thought yeah. Kevin Love could be. But as we saw, it, it Bosh t- is a much yeah. better player than I think we gave him credit for at the time. Absolutely, absolutely. Scott, do you do you do you like Kevin Love as a player, Scott? On the nights that he tries, so like, your name is not March Scott through. 
June, mid March. <laughs> we can have this debate now. I don't want to. I want to know your thoughts on Kevin Love. Love. I don't want to do that. I want to know your thoughts on Kevin Love, the player. I think it's kind of like the definition I have for Hall of Fame. If I say the player, I think Hall of Famer. If I think if you say player's name, great, good, average, it's just got to. Th- th- there's nothing that wows me about him, and maybe it's his inability so to stay Hill. healthy. Ooh, that's that's fine. an interesting one. Well, actually, fine. Tracy McGrady. I basketball is the biggest. Gives you pause. Yeah, it's like well, you it's think just of dumb, a guy because it's the pro basketball, right? It, it takes an account for everything. Um, I think basketball is the weirdest one because it is. There is. I like that the idea of you think of a player and you think even if you think for like ten seconds, you have to think back. Is this guy a Hall of Famer? And you think of the NBA. Tracy McGrady is this guy a Hall of Famer? You think like he was really good for like three or four years. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Even, yes. And that's the thing. He, he had a peak of eight seasons in the last seven. But that's the problem with, with, with the Basketball Hall of Fame. Right. It, we, that's we what I'm saying. We don't know what it is. The NFL Hall of Fame is established. Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is established. The basketball, it, it's just such a nebulous type of entity. You, 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 it, it's hard to, okay, that guy is, that guy isn't. I don't get the Basketball Hall of Fame. And then you have coaches who are still, they're Hall of Famers, but they're still coaching. And you have things, I just, it includes the college game. I don't like it. I don't get Hall of Fames in general. Europe? Yeah, Europe. Uh, uh, You got men and women in the same Hall of Fame? I I I don't know how I I never thought of that being not really You got Pat Summit being inducted with any, I just, I I don't, how come it's taken this long for the, how come the NBA, how come we can't have the NBA Hall of Fame? How come your boy Adam Silver can't propose that? Well, that's up to the Naismith family at this point. Are there any Naismiths? Are we still dealing with the What is the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame? Does it feel like this year, whereas in years past, it was just a foregone conclusion, it's going to be Warriors-Cavs, does it feel like this year you're at least 50-50 that neither of those teams Hmm. will be in the finals? Uh, Me, yes. You have to assume that the Cavaliers are going to make it until somebody proves you otherwise. I would agree. He's I, the best player on the planet. You know, both so of you know that I agree until somebody with that. else beats them, I, I, the have, that I t- have more question about the Warriors than I do the Cavs, oh, sure. which is weird to say, but I agree. And yet I still think between well, the two teams, the Warriors are We talked about better. this before, but I, I forget who it was, but I heard a, a, a former player say it, and that one of the things that – the three of us can't put into context is just how different it is once you've been to three straight finals and it's just another thing to do compared to the Rockets trying to get there for the first time. So there's that, but you've played into June for the last four plus years now. Okay, if you're the Warriors, this goes kind of back to what Durant saying about the passion and the fire, and this is not related to why he's getting ejected. Which again, it's a stupid reason from him. That. But the idea of teams having passion, fire willingness to want to get back aside from just not even going through the motions, but just the mindset of we know we're better. We just have to get to the playoffs. And then you quote unquote flip the switch as has been said about the Cavs last couple of years. It's, I, I don't get the feeling this year at all about that. Like you're saying about the Warriors, it's I know they're good. I know when they're healthy. I still think they're the best team in the league right now, but you watch the Rockets and you think for four games out of seven, they could just, they could be better. Than the, than the Warriors in the series. 
as currently constructed. Even with knowing what Harden did last year in the playoffs and what Chris Paul's history in the playoffs is, I still think four games out of seven, as the teams currently are with a hobbled Steph Curry and a healthy Durant and, and Clay and Draymond being fine, but I, I still would take the Rockets at this point, I think. Steph's the equalizer on the, on the Warriors. Well, the equalizer's the three, and I know that the Warriors have two of the greatest shooters ever, but the Rockets are built solely around shooting three-pointers. So on the nights when the Rockets are going to shoot 50%, 60% from three-point, the Warriors aren't going to beat them. You basically right. have to hope you can face the Rockets and get two games in a series, maybe three, where they're shooting 25% from three. Not just the Warriors. Every team has to hope for that in the playoffs. And I mean, that's kind of how, how the NBA is. I think the, uh, the, the Raptors are another good example of that. They stopped taking mid-range jumpers. Specifically, DeMar DeRozan stopped taking mid-range jumpers. The one thing that really speaks to the greatness of LeBron James, this is what, year 15 mm-hmm. for him? No major injuries. He's as good this year as I've ever seen him. Played every game this season, I think. Are you and, surprised by that? Uh, I'm surprised that we're 15 years and he's still playing as many minutes as he is. No major, in, no even minor injuries no. that he's had, but that there isn't somewhat of a drop off. It seems like he is as good, if not better, at every single category as he was when he entered the league. No, like, uh, so I wasn't alive for any of Kareem at all. But did I he? You're gonna say LeBron's early? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I actually remember just about all of LeBron's career. But like Kareem, he played 22 seasons, something like that. Over 20, I know. Yeah. So was was there ever ever that feeling similar how to how we're feeling? Do you that? think we are? Like you guys I, both, you guys I both saw, saw the end the of Kareem. Kareem though. That, yeah, I'm well, talking about the end when what, I was what like was nine, feeling? eight years old. All right. Well, like. <laughs> you don't, you don't remember five? Uh, sometimes with Scott and his technology issues, yes, I do wonder that. But the thing about LeBron, so what? Last night, now Oscar, so... yes, because I remember <laughs> Johnny Mac. I remember towards the end with him. Yeah, we got to call Johnny Mac for this segment. I remember Bill Bradley <laughs> towards the end. When... Isn't it funny how when you think back on old George Mike when you were a kid watching games, I remember those old players, and I, I always have the I have the image of Larry Bird. At the end of their laying career, on the just floor. laying <laughs> on, the floor. on the court. Either he was playing, either he was on the floor playing at that well, time. The or dream he, team, that's what he did the whole time in the Olympics. It, on or, the plane, they, they would talk about he would just be laying in between the seats. But he, literally, at the game, he's laying on the floor by the bench. Yeah, yeah he would either be playing or he'd be laying down at the bench. Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, those guys who just they looked like they were feet. in pain. Like their knees were not even like every step. Oh, Patrick just, Ewing. Oh, those are, those just, are, those are badly built humans. Them. Those are badly built humans. On the night before we recorded this, LeBron James set the record for most consecutive games scoring in double figures, eight hundred sixty-seven. Am I? <laughs> That's a fun stat, though. <laughs> I is anybody else <laughs> as unimpressed with that as I am? Uh, I find that not impressive at all. Hold on. That's, well, that'd I mean, be ten straight seasons of 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 games worth of doing that, basically. Right, but I'm not surprised by it. It's just a no, matter of right. time. Right. I, I guess I'm surprise. just like, okay, well, he did that. Yeah, he's the best. I mean, so it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot. That is, is a lot. That is impressive when you look Where's at the all the guys that we've seen. It is a lot that haven't done that. You're underwhelmed by that. Who between Jordan yeah. and LeBron? Should have done that, but didn't. Name some of the Hall of Famers. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Kevin McHale. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Ray Allen. 
Kobe, Kobe Ray yeah. Allen. Justin's guy, Kobe. Ray Glenn, Allen was not going to go over 800 <laughs> I'm just, games. I'm just saying names. No, um, to score 10 points. This is Shaq, insane. 20 know, points. Shaq would be a good example. That's a good one. Because his but peak was The thing that, that, that this points out is... Even look at this team with Giannis. Giannis has had games this year where he hasn't had ten points. That this speaks to not having to leave games with injury, not having an off night where you're two of seventeen from the field. That's what's most impressive about this. How many? Ga- well, you know, I don't. It probably doesn't say. I wonder how many games in that streak did he have just ten? Did he just make the cut? Seven. Really? Seven. No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I would that though. <laughs> the game, the last time he up. did, the last time he did not Milwaukee. score double digits was here in town, here yeah. in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, a long time ago, ten years ago, two thousand January fifth, two thousand seven. I don't know. I, I guess so. Jordan's streak was fifteen years. Well, that includes time away. Never mind. For unspecified reasons. <laughs> But also the gap between 98 and when he returned to the Wizards. Do we want to get into that, Scott? No, no. All right, just Another asking. time. Another time. The Jordan's missing I, years. I we'll stay off the grassy knoll for this at. one. Oh. Not impressed. All right. I, 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 I'm not underwhelmed, but I, I do agree with the notion that it's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That it seems makes about sense. right. It makes sense. <laughs> does, it's does, a lot of games, though. Does Ray Allen need to have his number retired by the Bucks? Does he mm. need to? Should he? Should he? Have well, the retired. words matter. Can I respond uh, with a question to that? Do the fans care if he had to re- retired? No, you're in charge of the Bucks. Mm. Do you retire Ray Allen's jersey? Yes. For, I, I think yes. Here's my biggest hang-up. People that look at this and point to this as, oh, this is the worst trade in Wisconsin history. They forget one thing about this. The Ray Allen that played for the Sonics and after is not the Ray Allen that played here for the Bucs. Right. He was a much different player when he left town. So that raises the question. Do you retire a number or the a jersey for what he did when he was wearing that jersey or for what he did in his career if that meant greatness after he well, left your so city? To answer the Ray Allen thing, if I said you're in charge of the Bucks history, you can decide what we do going forward. Who's the one guy that you review our team history and say, how is this number not retired? Who's the one guy you do right now to fix that? Is it Ray Allen? I think a majority of the people would say Marcus Allen, Marcus Johnson over Ray Allen. And Marcus Allen. Um, hmm, that's a good one. That's good a generational divide because with each passing year, there's an entire generation of fans who, you know, yeah, they don't know Marcus Johnson from... You know, Larry Johnson, S.C. Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. I mean, uh, how do you make the case for Marcus Johnson with a whole gener? Uh, you've got a couple of generations of fans that don't know who he is. Now they know him as a broadcaster. Yeah. But the Ray, I just, I, I don't think it's kind of the 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 litmus test, like we talked about with the Hall of Fame. Ray Allen as a Buck, do you retire that well, jersey? If, I, I don't, if you're making the case, I don't case, know that I do. Well, and if, if I don't know that I do. Then there's my answer. Yes, I agree with you. But if you're making the case for, oh, we got to retire Ray Allen, you have to do Glenn Robinson because Glenn Robinson achieved just as much, if not more. Any of those guys deserve? Would it be simpler if teams just did like a ring of honor and stopped retiring numbers? Because that's what we need. Let's get a wall of honor, a walk of honor, a ring of honor. plaques up with the jersey, but not the number. Who cares? Please. Okay, well, Ray Allen, didn't he wear number 34? No forward than 60 miles to the north, and by all means, let's... 
Did Ray Allen Frank not Kaminsky wear number greatest player in the history no. of Wisconsin Badgers? Speaking of which, Frank with an injury got the headband going today. Frank Kam- Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Frank Kaminsky yeah, is Frank wearing a headband. Tank. Frank the Tank, greatest player in Badgers history. Low bar. I just let's well, I don't let's know. stop with the jersey retires. I'm serious about For the who? Ring of Honor in general. Just just put a name up. What do you you, you just want a name up there? No, if you're going to do it, they it do numbers, not jerseys. So it's something so impactful that we're willing to sacrifice this number from ever being worn again. What's you can honor guys, but you don't have to hang their jersey in the rafters. What? What? what who cares? Wait, you're only you're what hanging, is it? Hang up here is the literal jersey versus the literal number. You're, just a number. I, I think retiring I, I the or retiring the jersey. And not it's just stupid. putting a number. So if the Bucks said we're going to retire Ray Allen's jersey, but thirty-four will still be worn, that's the dumbest thing in sports. Oh, I just assume it's synonymous. I agree. If with you Scott say here. jersey, I'm assuming number. Oh no! Look what the Badgers did. Well, but that's yes. No, that that is separate. They hold on. Wait, then I don't understand. What the Badgers said forty-four can still be worn, mm-hmm. but Frank Kaminsky's jersey is retired. So uh, why would? What's the point then? That, why did they wait until now? What's the, what's the point of why, not having a ring of Why did the University of Wisconsin just wait until, well, the last two years with Ab Nicholas to, to, to even start doing this? Oh, Ab Nicholas Court. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm out on Jersey. I, I mean, I don't care that much. If you, if you want to recognize somebody, recognize them. I, give them a bobblehead. Give them a day every year. I, I think I already asked you this. Give them a bobblehead. These are, these are yeah. just. Fast transitions here. I think I already asked you this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, did you watch Roseanne when it was on in its mm. original run? I did. I remember watching it as a kid at home. Did you watch? And the I watched re- it in, in you watch you the run, reruns. Yeah, now yeah, you come yeah. across. Did you watch the new one? I was not intending to, and I ended up watching the <laughs> whole thing, start to finish. You're one of the what was it? Eighteen million. I, I eighteen think I saw, million. Yeah, I guess I eighteen yeah. million it's like people a football watched it. Crowd. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot. I did not know people had a hankering for a Roseanne. I will tell you, those characters, as it was written back then, and they brought back Still, a lot of the writers, yep. those characters are great characters. The writing on that show is so good. I say was so good, but it's back. Is so good. It's funny. It's a good show. It's perfect for today. Would you too. recommend, somebody that's seen, only seen a handful of reruns, would you recommend, that's me, mm-hmm. uh, would you recommend me to watch this? I don't bother watching really it. I think you have a deep grasp. Of what's discussed on the show, so, so is that a no? I well, but but I know you, so I don't think you would enjoy it. All no. right, that's my inclination is that I wouldn't either. You're saying you're far too liberal. Oh no, 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 that's no, fine. I don't no, care. I'm just saying there's some good humor there. I don't think he'd pick up on. So <laughs> no, saying you're dumb. So Fair. Roseanne is back. Did you see what else is coming back? Well, everything sort of else back. is coming back because there's a lack of creativity out there. <laughs> Speaking of, well, look at the room in here. What? Who's coming back? This is hot off the presses. I'm not going to let you peek at this. Let's see it. A League of Their Own TV series coming to Amazon. Why? I don't think that has to do with lack of creativity. That's just, why? Ooh. Uh, My first question when it comes to these shows coming back is, who is asking for this to come back? Here's the best line. Um... Amazon's modern take will not feature either uh, Gina Davis or her sister, mm-hmm. played by Lori Petty. 
both of whom were central characters in the 92 film. I've got to believe Tom Hanks will not be in the film guess, either. I'm going, so guess, then, I'm going to guess Madonna will not Madonna be in this. Also, Rosie O'Donnell's, Rosie O'Donnell's taking O'Donnell's the pass. Gone. Gary Marshall's can't show up. I know that. Mm. So we're out. I haven't <laughs> seen him anywhere lately. I figured that wouldn't uh, deserve a ding. So we're out on that. Uh, yes. And I, how do we feel about the movie itself? I don't want to get any hot takes about the movie, but it's... Uh, Eh, I, I feel like we've discussed sports movies in the past. Well, uh, I feel like there's definitely a wrong answer to have about the movie well, today. It just bored me. I, I remember seeing it as a kid. Who played Marla Hooch's dad? <laughs> oh, the guy from Dodgeball, right? No, 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 no. no I'm thinking of a different movie. You're thinking of Rip Torn. You know who I'm talking about from Dodgeball, though, right? Are you talking about Rip Torn? No, I was talking about uh, the guy with the the goggles. Oh, that's definitely not. I, him. I'm, I know. I'm uh, thinking for Stephen Root. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's right. That's that's who you're. Ta- that's what I'm talking about. No, so that's not. It's not him. No, is that who he, she married though? I thought she married some weird looking dude that's, in that movie. That's already too much time on their own. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about right now. Bye. <laughs> that actually sounds like him doing that. <laughs> That sounds like <laughs> time for Justin Depressions. Let's hear some. Well, so I mean, we could do this. I'm, I'm all for it, but, uh, you know. League of Their Own. Another. This is a fast-moving show here. League of Their Own transitions into, did you see these comments from Jessica Mendoza, or as Scott put it, that other woman on oh. the telecast of ESPN Sunday Night Baseball? Did you see her comments uh, about... I don't hate her as much as a lot of people do. A lot of people don't like it because it's a woman calling baseball. I've been pretty neutral on her so far through the last couple years with her in the booth. Um, She says that baseball, well, I think this is just sports broadcasting in general, but the biggest change they need is to speak to women more. So how do you do that? Is it a rhetorical question are you asking? Yeah, I'm asking you. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of sports are trying to ask themselves that question as well to to broaden their audience. I don't know. Okay. So it's what? Just her and Susan Waldman, right? Mm. Are the only two female in the broadcasters booth? in baseball? That sounds right. Mm-hmm. But what does is, what is speaking to women mean? Is that more female broadcasters? I'm assuming it's not let's... Well, this is the trouble that football has gotten into the past couple, the past few years. College and and pro have done like female, like like Women's Day in football. Well, they have a bullet point presentation. I've seen a couple of college and pro teams do this. They have a like day, and they have they invite female fans oh, and yes. they do that. It's a very odd thing to do, but I I don't know if there's a good way. To edit, I don't know if there's a good way to execute that. I don't know. I. I, I I have honestly never thought about that. Well, she said to um, she's the first woman on ESPN sending a baseball team. In my mind, I want to get past the fact that I'm a woman. I think, unless I'm completely tone deaf to this, they've done a good job of not promoting this. Is hey, we have a woman doing the broadcast. It's just another team. They've never promoted it as as look at this. Hey, look at what we did. Look what we got here. Um, I think their biggest problem right now is Alex Rodriguez in the booth. No? I'm willing to give him a shot. You don't like him? 
He was, I don't. I think he was entertaining as a studio analyst well, for Fox. He, he brought so, nothing. He brought nothing as a studio I analyst. I said entertaining. I disagree. With that. Dolly I, says entertaining. I think he's probably best served in that role he did with Fox than he is as, as the game analyst on a broadcast. All right. When you watch Alex Rodriguez, can you get over the PEDs? Absolutely. Since I don't care about you that, You realize yes. my favorite player in the history of baseball is Barry Bonds. I don't know that I knew that. No, you do. Look. Who's your favorite player, Scott? I don't have favorite players. No, okay, what, what, what player did you enjoy? I don't have favorite players. I just Why do you cheer. say it like it's an indictment to have no, a, no, I, a I, damn I just, favorite player? Who cares for the name on the front, yes, not just, the back? Who's on the team? Who, he likes umpires. Who, 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 who's, that? who's your favorite umpire? Uh, right now, Larry Vanover. I enjoy Larry Vanover. Cowboy Joe Nah, West. Is he God. back this year? No, I usually, I so. this is the week I usually look at the umpire rosters. No, you don't. Do you really? I see who's retired, who's come back. They got young. Did you know it's easier to crack the major leagues as a player than it is an umpire yeah, just because there's a lack of that. it's a yeah. lack of turnover. Those also, guys don't leave. there's a lot more spots on major league rosters than there are as a major league umpire. Wouldn't that also equate for that? What's next? I agree. Umpire talk. What are we? Um, I guess if we're going to... You should get Bruce Fremming in here. Who? He's at VMP. (laughs) Do you remember Bruce Fremming? He would would call games... He's still at every game, I believe. I think he's one of the... Honorary, yeah, whatever. He would would chop up little pieces of sausage. Oh, boy. And he would put little pieces of sausage... Why is there a bell Do we have any other sound effect? Not that I like. Not that I like, no. He would have little pieces of sausage, little salami pieces... In his pockets. In his pockets. <laughs> and he would be, some guys do seeds. He would he would be just popping little pieces of sausage in his mouth. Sounds like a health code violation. Oh, well. <laughs> he got a little dirty. lint on this <laughs> some salami. This, this, the dirt coming <laughs> up from the field on the slide just into the pocket. Yikes. That lint all over the gabagool. Where's <laughs> Falcon when we need him? <laughs> Talk about uh, which okay. salami is best. So served. let's start to fire through these. Entertainment guaranteed here. Okay. This guy, this guy, I wish the Packers would have hired him after listening to the great Dave Gettleman. So here's Dave Gettleman addressing the media, what, two days ago or so? so yeah, something like that. Who this is Dave is, Gettleman, for those who don't know? If you don't know who Dave Gettleman is, turn off. He, right he's now. the, the GM, general manager yeah. of the Giants. The, the New York football Giants. Which. Why do we have to say that in 2018? Well, why don't you listen? So here's Dave Gettleman addressing the media, touching on what's upcoming for the draft, but more specifically, what is going on with Odell Beckham. Listen, before I start, I want to read a statement to you guys. All right, I just want to make a couple of comments. And please don't, I'm not talking down to anybody. There's 53 guys in every active NFL roster. Football is the ultimate team game. Every decision we make will be in the best interest of the New York football giants. All right? I want you guys to understand hmm. something. There's one. I'm not going to discuss any aspects of contracts. I'm not going to talk time- yeah. timelines. I'm not going to talk progress. I'm not going there. I didn't do it in Carolina. I ain't doing it up here. Plain and simple. Okay? Feisty. One of the most, resp- important, one of the most important responsibilities hmm. that any GM has is to eliminate internal and external <clears throat> distractions. Yeah, right. Okay? It's my responsibility to create the atmosphere 
that allows players to play and coaches to coach. That's part of my job, and, you, and, and, I, and I really believe that. And the other thing I want you to understand, I'm not going to respond to hypotheticals. I'm telling you right now. So you're sitting there saying, like you know, what's morning. Dave doing? What's he talking about? <laughs> In the past two days, there have been two reports about Odell. About? Okay. Um, they've been floated uh, that he won't take the field without an extension. And the Rams are interested in trading for him. I understand the reports. People are going to print stuff. I get it. But I want you to understand this. Neither Odell nor his agent have contacted us regarding either report. It's a very so to heavy be clear, accent. I'm not going to respond to questions about either report. And as I stated earlier, every decision I make is going to be in the best interest of the New York football giants. Uh, there's two. So, with that being said, let's talk football. <laughs> All right? I, I don't know if this qualifies covering what you just covered, but do you want Odell on your team? I'm not, I'm not going there. Next question. Dave, you said last month that Odell had a clean slate with you, with, with you off-field stuff and everything. Yeah, that's what I said. Has that slate yeah. been stuffed up already? What's that? Has this slate been stuffed up already? You tell me. Well, you tell me. There's been a lot of stuff. Right? <laughs> you it's tell me. Video. Next question. You know, when the Rams uh, executives were asked about Odell, that report and Odell Beckham, they said, you know, we got to be careful. We're, we don't talk about other teams' players. But you've seen what we've done in the offseason. We're not afraid to trade for anyone. Have they contacted you about Odell Beckham? I'm not, re- I'm not responding to that report. Dave, what was your response? It sounds like a lot of uh, just here not to get fined. What was your response to it? You know, <laughs> it, it came out. It's a video. I'm an old man. I got bad eyes. I see this seven-second thing flashing in front of my face. All I saw was the pizza. Look at me. It sounds like Scott. Okay. So <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> you know. What kind of pizza was it? Odell, I'm sorry? Have you talked to Odell? I haven't had the opportunity, no. Not since I not not since I uh, he went to LA. Come on, ask a football question. Where are you guys? Come on, come on. I'm sorry. You're gonna Best player. Oh, there you go. Yo, I have a football question. You think Odell will be Nice try, Gary. Next question. I want that guy in wow. Green Bay. <laughs> I just to want to go, talk to him every day. Go from Ted Thompson to that. Mm, uh, so the scary thing is, I remember hearing that and thinking, man, this guy, he sounds like an idiot. But then the more you listen to 16-minute press conference, the full thing, and the answers he gives – I think he's actually a genius. Here's here's I want to play my favorite clip here. He was asked about uh, about he was talking about reporters now versus when he first started. Yeah. This is my favorite clip. You you know I can't say this anymore because you guys are all working out of the homes. <laughs> what kind but of back homes? in the day when you didn't work out of your home, you walked into your office and you knew the person in the third cubicle on the right was a pain in the neck to deal with. The person in the seventh cubicle on the left was a pain in the neck to deal with. And you knew you were going to have to deal with them at some point during the day. Did you want to go in? No. My responsibility is to create a locker room atmosphere that they they want to be there. They want to be there and they can focus on their work. 
listen, we're all human beings, and sometimes, as hot as we try to put things in boxes, it's not all, it's not, we can't always do it. So that's a big part of my responsibility, eliminating those distractions to allow coaches to coach and players to play. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You hear him talk and you think, well, this guy's a joke. But that puts it into context that we can all relate to. And you talk about locker room guys you hear kicked around all the time. But to put it in that context that we all have to deal with and say, I'm sure everybody has two or three people at work that you walk in, you don't want to deal with them. That's the same as bringing these guys into a locker room. Yeah, I'm I in on Dave Gettleman. I, I mean, he's... I'm I'm here for listening to his cuts he did every week. One talking about like crazy players from the '80s. Were there guys back in the '80s and '90s that were great, great players that were flat crazy, and their teams won? Yeah, probably. Lawrence Taylor and the it was Giants. Like we were more, we were more problematic. Tall. I mean, you know, I'm an old man. When I played, I didn't care about Joe Schmo being a knucklehead. I played. You know, it's different now. These guys are different, and. I'll tell you a quick story. So I'm working for the Broncos. I'm on the road. and 67, by the way. Director of college scouting was a new guy, so he wanted to travel with me. So I got to travel over 10 days. It was not easy. But anyhow. Horse and buggy? We're we're talking. And finally, after about day seven, I said, listen, there's six of us that are scouting. All I care about is that the other five guys are working as hard as me. That's all I care about. That's what these guys want. They want to know that the other 52 guys are working as hard as them. They'll put up with the idiosyncrasies. They'll put up with the craziness. But they want to know that everybody's working as hard as them. That and he, uh, what was the other one he did too where he was talking about not settling for picks and use Kajana Carter as an example. I remember my very first year in the league. Excuse me, I was with the Bills. Right. We had the third pick of the draft as an intern. And Dick Roach, hell of a DB coach, veteran DB coach, said we're talking, and he made the statement. We're not talking about is this guy the third best player of this draft? Is this guy worthy of being the third pick of any draft? So that's the conversation we're having is whoever we, you know, when we, when we set the board and have our conversations, is that guy worthy of being the second pick of a draft? Dot, dot, dot. Can we picture him putting him, him this is someday dot, maybe dot. putting on a gold jacket? You know, it's, it's almost like, it's like when teams reach. Okay, we need a defensive tackle. We need one. We need one. And then they drop down and they reach for a guy, and maybe he's a really good um, two-down uh, player, really good run player, and they're hoping he'll develop into a pass. No. You can't do that. You got a picture in your mind. It, you know, you take the. I'm sorry, I keep whacking that thing on. You know, you, you think about quarterbacks. Does he make every the, the area we're ta- the, the the area code we're picking in? Does he make everybody else better? Does he, is he the guy? Can he do what Eli did? Two minutes left in the Super Bowl, and he takes that team down the field. Boop. <laughs> You've got to be able to picture that. There's about seven sound effects we can siphon off that thing. And, and, and You've got to be able to picture that. Make everybody else better. Two minutes left in the Super Bowl, and he takes that team down the field. Boop. <laughs>
he uh, censored? I, I don't see, think so. I think he got a bleep made. No, the noise. that's him. <laughs> He's. I, I did a full one eighty on this guy. A lot of what he said made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing on reaching for players, hundred percent agree with. the The interesting thing to me there, from what he said, is. What he's basically saying is, if we don't think this guy is going to be one of the best quarterbacks at all time of all time, we can't draft him second overall. So you're basically saying we got to trade out. Yeah, I mean, don't don't you think some GMs think about that with with most positions? No, I think you most think just, GMs just think about it with what he described in one of those of well, this guy's really an outside player, but we needed somebody to play in the middle. He's done it. We hope he can be better. I think most GMs look at it like that. Mm. Are, there, are there a lot of bad GMs in the NFL? The more and more we think about it, are there are there a lot of bad decision makers, personnel decision makers in the NFL? I'm I I I could not put names to who's the best. The only flawed logic I see with what he said is the whole. And I don't know, I don't remember if it was in any of those clips that we played, but he kept saying, too, you have to compare this player not just to this draft, but to all drafts. So is Saquon Barkley the number two pick in any draft before? Not just in 2018. I don't know that I agree with that. Because then what you're basically saying is, if this is a down year of talent, there may be a good player, but he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, so... Rather than taking a very good Pro Bowl player at number five, we don't believe he's going to be a Hall of Famer, so let's trade out of it. You're going to, yeah, you're going to risk missing out on maybe something else. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic, um, Scott and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Although the rules changes the NFL was making, um, Scott, you pointed out uh, an article that you saw, correct? That was like going over each rule that did versus didn't get changed. So how would you have voted on this? This is one of the rules, and this is probably the lightning rod one that in the last couple of days, has gotten a lot of publicity. 15-yard penalty for lowering the head to initiate, make contact with the helmet. So what it means, it means for the moment, the biggest takeaway is mass confusion and angst. I think we would all agree with that. The fact that they rushed this through is a little bit disconcerting to me. This is on both sides of the ball, right? Right. It could be be a ball carrier. could be a linebacker. Defense or offense, it doesn't matter. So here's... Here's what we know, and there's a lot that's not known. So it's now a foul when a player lowers his head to, quote, initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. It'll cost 15 yards and could, like the NCAA's targeting rule, lead to ejection. They still have to decide in May would ejections be mandatory based on severity of the hit and so on and so forth. Could you review it to see if it should be ejected or not? But basically, 15-yard penalty, Lowering ahead to initiate to make contact with the helmet, offense or defense, what say you? Stupid rule. And if you're going to do this and involve ejections, you have to increase roster sizes. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Uh, I've waffled kind of back and forth about the the helmet to helmet and, and anything with the NFL. but you. So I, I have a bigger argument, but I'll, I'll save it until – are there more that you're going to go to? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll through these. Yeah, yes, I'll, because I'll got, save it until okay. after. New rule, revise the standard for a catch. So, as we know, you don't have to survive the ground. That little clause has been eliminated. So you think about Des Bryant, you think about Jesse James this past season. Um, 
a couple others out there Megatron. that are famous. Yep. That's kind of the one that got it all. Birds Emmanuel. Well, yeah, that one too. Now a receiver must control the ball, establish himself in bounds, and perform a football move, which is always a very nebulous thing. Wasn't way. I thought that that specifically was already the rule. The football move to make part. a legal catch. Yeah. Well, but in the past, you, you could control, control the ball, you could establish yourself in bounds, you could perform a football move, and then you could dive across the goal line, like with James, have it come lodged, and thus the. I don't know if there's a simple. I, I just there I is feel, a simple. I feel like it should there be simple. is a simple change. Ball doesn't touch the ground. It's, it's a, catch. a catch. I feel like that's the simplest way. Permission for the command center to eject players. Any problem with that? Big time. Big on, time. On principle, no, but I think there needs to be other parameters like Justin was talking about with roster size. I think that needs to increase. No, we're basically going to robot football then. If you, you have the command center coming in and saying, well, you missed that. This guy it, hit with his helmet. Kick him out. If I remember correctly from the rule, unless I'm reading this incorrectly, the, the official still has the judgment to say, no, it wasn't that. The, the the official can still overturn the command center's call, which is a weird stipulation to have. The permanent touchback, twenty five yard line so for no kickoff. R.I.P. Jeff Janis. Right. Well, it's the same rule we've had for the last is two that, years. Is, it's is, just is, not, he was experimental the last two years. They're saying we like the way this is going. I did so not now realize twenty five yard line thing is permanent. Wait, for touchbacks for kickoffs on kickoffs. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so and, you're so you're not saying there's no more kickoffs and you start no, 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 which, no, 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 which is what, but that's what we're Mark moving Murphy, towards. That's right. what we're moving towards. I've said this for a couple of years. I honestly, I don't know if I'd. It wouldn't be football anymore. It'd just be okay. different. I wouldn't okay. care. I wouldn't care if there was no kickoffs. I don't care. Now those got a lot of play. I, I'm the ones that kind of intrigue me a little bit are the are the. There's a couple of rules that were tabled, and then there was one that was withdrawn altogether. So they might come back to it. First of all, the the new rule. Thank God, there's some sanity in an otherwise. You know, you, you don't know what's going to come out of these meetings. It never it, it never shocks me how often really smart people can go into a room, sit around a table, close the door, and come up with some really dumb decisions. That sounds like a shot in at sports, us. in life, <laughs> in podcasting. No PATs oh. at the end of regulation. So what we had, for example, yeah. in the yeah. Fail Mary game in, the, in Seattle well, in when Minnesota. you had to haul everybody back out, or like you had this year in the yeah. playoff game with the Vikings. You are against this? No, this is good. This, yeah. this, is, yeah. this yeah. may be the most yeah. How did this last rule? that long? Right. Okay. Here were the two rules that were tabled. Hiring head coaches who are in the playoffs. NFL teams still cannot formalize a head coaching hire until that coach's current team has played its final game. The competition committee proposed an amendment that would allow the coach to sign a contract with the hiring team, <clears throat> Josh McDaniels Colts, but not begin the new duties until my current team season is over. So it's almost like a goodwill. All right, I'm, I'll sign on to be your coach, but I'm not going to start doing it until the yeah, team I mean, that I'm coaching. It's a two week notice. Yeah, how was that? And then that was yeah. that was tabled. That was tabled. They'll reassess what, it again. What, what would be the objection to that from like yeah. an owner's perspective? That's what I don't understand. What would an owner be like? An owner is basically they're getting a. I don't understand why the owners would be against that. Teams that oppose the rule well, argue that coaches that, could be distracted. Yes. From their postseason duties, despite the required delay in starting the next job, so they'll they'll, they'll you're not eliminating the distraction. I mean, this is just officially going away. You're from unable it. to announce it, but yeah, Josh McDaniels was definitely meeting yeah. with the Colts during the playoffs. 
they tabled this as well. In 2018, the NFL still bans the use of video by coaches and players on the sidelines. That means the photographs, the still photos, either printed or just viewed on the tablets like we've seen the last couple of years. Burned. That's all that can be used. What a weird thing to, to pay all this money to was it Microsoft to have the tablets on the sideline, but still, nope, you got you to do pictures. Many coaches, they said, it's adamantly not. opposed the yeah. addition of the All-22 video. Because yep. it is the most paranoid league out there. Well, it's so funny. They, I mean, that's true, but they, the reason they gave was kind of interesting. That They said that they believe the video, <laughs> I kind of like this, would make it easier for ill-prepared or lesser-skilled teams and coaches to make in-game adjustments. He's an idiot. I, and, I don't understand that. But not if you can use the video. <laughs> so, the, you know, weird. the coaches who suck. Well, who I mean, look, this, this, this league has <laughs> done everything idiots, yeah. it can to make sure everyone is mediocre, so why not keep doing that? And finally, the, the, the rule... That was withdrawn altogether because they weren't. They didn't have the vote. It just psh, no. Let's just not even embarrass ourselves. Was the fifteen yard penalty for pass interference? The, the col- Wait, that's the college rule, right? They that's just, so that's not uh, happening. Yeah. It is not, and it was withdrawn, so they didn't even get it to a vote, which meant they never had the votes in the first. I'm this surprised. League, that, I'm surprised at the I very swear. least it wasn't tabled. This league, I I, I don't. Ugh. The Every- Jets were the ones that proposed it, by the way. The one thing they've done right in the last few years, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, Why would you still want this? I don't know. Uh, at the very least, so in the college rule, is it just a straight up, it's 15 yards, there's, yards. there's no, yep. the referee can't it's make so, a judgment. The biggest flaw with the pass interference is just chuck it downfield, right, it, hope you get a call because yeah. then you get the ball at the two-yard line when it's you're assuming the receiver would catch the ball. Yeah, it's become a skill to just throw the ball and hope somebody gets hit, basically. So, make it 20 yards, who cares? But. The spot of the foul is is so dumb. There was a clause in this rule proposal where there could be exceptions made for intentional and egregious contact. So, sure, all pass. Yep, yeah, no, the you Vontaze no, perfect you, rule. No, but but you you cannot now have an official say, okay, eh, that that's egregious. pass interference. That's a fifteen yard penalty. Whoa, that was really pass interference. That's a spot foul. Is there any way to do it? How the NBA does clear path fouls? That's. Okay, well then that answers my question. Well, that was the list of the. Okay, so now you you have a problem with all of this. You said I don't altogether? have a problem with all of it. Here's my here is my fix, mm-hmm. and this is why you're going. Despite your laughter, this is why <laughs> Which I is maintain and pending. There is one clear path for the XFL and whatever this new league that launches next year to take to be successful. I wasn't prepared for this. You're, Go ahead. All of this, oh, you can't lower with the helmet. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's simple. You know what you're signing up for. So are you okay with the risks that are coming with playing professional football as a career? If so, it's football like you knew it. Because we're getting closer and closer to no kickoffs, to no this and no that. And as we've seen, guys trying to pull up and avoid getting penalties, get hurt. It's awkward. You get hurt. Just go back to playing, and every player knows there's some serious health risks that come with this. If you want to do this, if you want to take a part of it, fine, but we're not accountable for this. I I agree. This is something. This is what I was talking about earlier when I said I've been waffled back and forth. I used to be very much like the safety, 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 and look, it's, it's a sport. This is a sport. Like you said, you sign up. 
you know this is a violent sport. It always has been, and it's going to be. It's literally you're just hitting each other. My only thing I would say is I do think the NFL or somebody has to be responsible for in-game injury things that happen. So Fine. concussion but, uh, spotting. What I'm saying that's is that's my issue. You get CTE. Which, as we know now, is not just head-on collisions. It's just the constant getting hits. Right, but you get CTE. Sure. Sorry. I mean, you knew what you were getting in for. You knew that was a risk. You can't sue the NFL. Olin Cruz. I'm saying going forward. Right. O- Olin Cruz, uh, for longtime center in the NFL, Bears and Saints. Uh, he has talked at length about this recently. He still coaches youth football. That he encourages people to play still. And he, someone asked him in an interview if he cared if one day he found out he had CTE or after or past. He said, it's not like I would change anything. This is how I made my money. I knew what I was doing. And I knew the risks. So I, I think more often than not, players feel that same way. They know the risks. And it is what it is, and it sucks when it are, hurts. Are you surprised we haven't seen as much of this really anywhere near in hockey well, as we uh, have in the NFL? It's becoming more and more. Not The, C, the CTE thing is becoming more and more in hockey, yes, too, though. Yes, with, but, I mean, we haven't seen they've, the degree of – changes and oh let's pretend that we care as we did with the nfl in the last five years. they have made a better fake effort i think and better as oh, they have a fake commissioner that's well that's true uh they've made a better effort quote unquote to create the dark room whatever they call in the nhl and, and they have spotters and all, again but to give off the vibe that they're doing something even though they're not i just think that that's the only path for success going forward because the more we start to do this for safety, you're watering down the product, and eventually people are going to become bored with it. It's no different than smoking, where it's, okay, you know the health risks that come with that. You can't sue Joe Camel anymore. You know if you start smoking, there's a chance you could get lung cancer. I think that's the way you got to go with football. Yeah, there's a good chance you could have some type of brain injury or your quality of life is going to be impacted big time in 15 years. If you're fine with that, here's the league. Do those leagues appeal to the fans because of it? Because of the violence? Uh, think about hockey and fighting? Well, I think if you surveyed the casual fan, I think the casual fan would still rather see what you would mm-hmm. see between the Ravens and the Steelers and the big hits and jacked up that Peanut used to do, football follies that they used to sell, the videotapes. Uh, I, I think this is a... They're 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 just covering themselves with with any even talking about rules like this. Any leagues are trying to cover themselves from lawsuits because lawsuits have happened already. What makes you think this would appeal to players to play in leagues where these hits are legal, are encouraged? The money, paycheck? yeah, money, and the fact that but how you're, mu- you're talking about guys that this is all they've known and all they've done. There, there are more players, and this is shocking to me. When I, the more and more I started to read about it, there are more players that that agree with the fact that this it is what it is. Like this is how I earn my paycheck. I hit people for a living, or I get hit for a living. But I'm getting paid, and it's better than not getting paid. I think that's what it kind of comes down to for any whether whether it's the XFL or the NFL or uh, what's the new league, the American Football Association, Association of America, Association something like that. Association of American Football. Okay, yeah, that sounds AAF, right. I think uh, whatever it is. If it comes down to it, players will ultimately go where they can get paychecks. If it's any sort of semblance of a paycheck that they can feed their family and all that and not have to worry about getting a job, why they're going to follow a paycheck. Can either 
one of those leagues, if they brag about being the league where you can do, you can play football the way it was meant to be played, whatever the tagline is going to be. Just tagline, we're real football. Real, okay. Then the XFL also said okay. something about so, not having criminals. Wait, hang on, hang on. Right. Just say it. Can those leagues survive without television? Uh, no. no. But okay. one of them already has television. Okay. No, I'm just and you. You have to. I, I think you guys are underestimating the the pressure that is. If 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 that's how they brand themselves, and I understand what you're saying, I think you're underestimating the pressure that's going to be on those leagues through sponsorships, through television. It, it, it that's all connected, guys. I I think I, I think you're underestimating I, the, the 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 amount of pressure that's going to come from the outside in. If not only it's it's one thing to play without those rules in a more traditional sense. It's another thing to promote the fact that it's, what did you say, real football? Or Yeah, we're real football. I agree this is with that, This a different time. People don't realize. I don't, know if, I, I don't know if that's going to play as well as it would have five years ago or ten years ago, certainly. I agree with that, which is why specifically with the XFL, whether it gets started, it actually does get started or not, I don't think it's going to last. Partially for that reason, whether they get a TV deal or not, the sponsorships, the money that they are going to have to have coming in to create something, I don't think, I don't it, think it's going to last. Coming I, in I, and then staying. Right, I, I don't, don't think it's going to last. I don't think it's going to last because they're not taking my advice on how to run the league. Well, I think there's a chance. Email Vince McMahon. I think there's a chance that this, the advantage that this other one has. They've already got the TV deal. Is that they already yeah. have a TV deal. And, and they have Bill Pullian. <laughs> Sorry. Who lost ahead. four Super Bowls. Two. Sorry, he only lost two. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I don't I, again the other, this goes back to the TV show thing. Uh, who's clamoring for more football? Uh, America, honestly, are they? Are they? Yes. Based on what? What what tells you America wants Look more football? At the ratings football. No, 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 but they're already getting the draft gets ratings. The all the workouts get ratings. College stuff. It's I don't think anyone's asking for more games. They just want to follow the NFL twelve months around a year. I don't believe that. Hmm. I'd be very interested to see for the one year that this ends up happening where they overlap, as in they overlap spring. But you're fall. also, I mean, this is on CBS Sports Network. It's not on CBS, Fox, and NBC. Is that part of a... You're doomed because of it. You're doomed. You don't think that would become like well, live well, streaming? Well, they're... I think they said their playoffs or their championship game is on CBS. Mm-hmm. Live streaming is not going to be enough to keep these leagues alive. They need advert. They need revenue. They need sponsorship dollars. They need television deals. Papa or- John's. <laughs> Problem solved. I do not understand what you spend your money on. <laughs> oh, Papa John's. That's the easy fix. It's Papa, Papa John's. John's. You know... <laughs> You know, I like to have a beer with you and talk football sometime, but it ain't gonna happen tonight. Their uh, pizza is so bad too. Oh, it's the worst. That uh, so right, we rank talked the about, four. Rank the four. We right talked now. about this yesterday. Yeah, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, and Papa John's. Little Caesars is one. Rank them from best I to tell worst. You, Little Caesars is one. Those hot and ready, baby. Little Caesars one. Five bucks, six bucks for whatever the extra toppings. Easy. It feels like Pizza Hut is more hit or miss than the others. Uh, I would put Domino's two. Pizza Hut. I think Pizza Hut yeah. on its, a Pizza Hut on its best day. It's two. I'd still better put, than Domino's. I'd put but, Domino's. But yeah. Pizza Hut has a lot of bad days. Little I'd put season. Domino's too, based on consistency of. I don't hate it. 
Pizza Hut might be four for me. I might go Papa John's there. Papa John's, Papa John's is four. By. Oh, their sausage is Papa just John's horrible. was lapped by everyone. I haven't had Papa John's pizza God. in about seven years, so I'm going by memory, and I, I I don't think it was the worst. You know what is very underrated here in this area? Jets pizza. Have you had Jets? Never had Jets. Whoa! Try it. All right. What what, what, what did we see? What is Jets pizza? J E T apostrophe Jets pizza. It originally came from the Detroit area. So it's a, it's a Michigan-based pizza chain, but it is spreading now. There's one in uh, so West Dallas. So is it square? Yes, yes. It's, it's rectangular. I'm in on square pizza. So you've got the thick crust. What's, all the, what, what's the deal with this St. Louis-style pizza, too? What, what is, is St. Louis-style? I thought it was just super thin crust. No, it's like a different cheese, too. I did not know. Everybody from St. Louis swears, but it sounds disgusting. Uh, problem number one is they're from St. Louis. Chicago-style, New York-style. No. I got, I mean, I I got plenty of hot takes on I'll take some pizza. I, I mean, deep dish is fine. It's whatever. I love pizza is my favorite food, but deep dish, I'm good. I got hot takes on food, guys. Here's a hot take on food. Jam or jelly? Uh, just yes. tell me. Just tell me. What? Pick one. Just Neither. What? what? But like, there's what? two different things. It's if basically the same thing. It's not the same thing. If you're making a peanut butter. Jam, jelly, or preserved? Jam. Who makes a peanut butter and right. jam sandwich? Got one in my backpack right now. That's not a. <laughs> That's just leaking. What is that? A jelly coming out of your bag there. Mar- Mar- Marco's Pizza. Marco's. Oh, Have you Marco's tried Marco's? Marco's? Never tried it. It's a good and one. It was at, when I went at uh, my college in the student union. We had Marco's Pizza. Oh. It was a great late night snack. Toppers is. Uh, Haven't had it yet. Ridiculously got- expensive. Well, you got to be drunk too. Let's be honest. Marco's great for that. Marco's is great for that. I have not had had the uh, pleasure of experiencing a Topper's pizza yet. So, for some reason, those of us that work in an office, I've got a desk. There's oftentimes whenever it's we're ordering pizza for the floor, it's Topper's. Hmm. Uh, do, do they have good group deals? I can't eat Topper's at like noon sober. <laughs> That's that's I have nothing left in the freezer. It's three fifteen in the morning. <laughs> yeah, call toppers. Yeah. If you want to sponsor us, please let you us know, know. I ordered toppers a couple of years well, this is more than a couple of years. <laughs> a while ago. And uh it was around that time way early into the morning. Never showed up to deliver it until the following morning at Whoa. like noon. Just toppers. Ordered this eight hours ago. You still took it though, right? Still took yeah, it. Yeah, I was just making, <laughs> making sure. Wow. Uh, what was the? We saw a commercial last night when we were watching the Brewers game. Uh, I was watching Justin's the Bucks game. We were all in the studio watching multiple screens. It was, it a was conflict game, right? Pizza. <laughs> pizza, pizza Ranch. ranch pizza yes. Ranch. Have you ever heard of Pizza Ranch? It is not as good as as the third member of that group last night protested it to be. I've never had Pizza Ranch. It's that sounds cafeteria too, food. Yeah. Sounds is it to buffet pizza it is at a buffet? buffet. Oh, we, we no, I don't about, want any pizza buffet. Okay, CeCe's. Yeah. Have you ever had CeCe's? It's a pizza buffet. Yeah, no. You just I don't like said. Rocky like, Rococo's. Well, I'm just asking if. Oh, we need to include Rocky Rococo's in that. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, it's that's rubbery. That might be number it's two. A little rubbery <laughs> to me. I don't like Rocky Rococo's. It's a little, it's a little rubbery. I, I was in a Rocky Rococo's once. <laughs> before before, before a Brewers game, we went to uh, Rocky Rococo's for some reason, and then went to the Brewers game. And I went mm. to the bathroom, 
And as I was leaving the bathroom, I'm pretty sure uh-uh. a group of three individuals Ooh. entered to change into some attire to cover their identity and rob the place. I'm sorry, you're going to have to start over. What? Matter of fact, I know they robbed the place because I saw on the news the following day it was robbed. Did you call and say I Oh, I knew. The- no. No, no, no. But I mean, after the fact, did you call the police and say, I was in the bathroom with these no. hooligans? What, what am I going to offer? Yeah, they're going to think you as part of it. Descriptions of I what they looked like? I couldn't give you a description of them. Okay, Well, wait. you knew they were changing to rob the place, but you couldn't I get their I didn't know faces. they were changing. It just guessing. felt very odd. When three people go into the bathroom and start well, changing. Well, I didn't walk in rec- and close <laughs> off. Just walk in and start ripping. I gotta go off. to Rocky. It, it, it just felt very odd. And then I saw the next day, Rob. Like, yeah. Yep. 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 Never happened to the top. Got out just in time. Yikes. That was my closest brush with death. That and a ghost in my apartment in college. All right. Okay. Let, me guess. Let me guess. You don't believe in ghosts? Hmm. Maybe I do. Maybe they're out there. They don't bother me. That you know of. <laughs> Wait. They just don't bother you? No, they don't. It, it, it's like UFOs. It's aliens. Oh, there's love, love aliens. Maybe there's something out there. Maybe right, there, there isn't. Is. There is. You know what? Not affecting my life. Who cares? Who cares? I like the idea of thinking that aliens exist. That's why I believe in it. Okay. Well, we've got some more uh, more poll questions. Ooh. Okay. I'm listening. To run through. He's so, related? All kinds of things related. Go so, ahead. number one, coconut. Love it or hate it? I'm going to say love it if those are my two options. Love it. Not only do I love it, oh, I was just geez. telling someone this week, it is one of the most underrated Ooh. food elements in society. Nobody ever thinks underrated, about coconut underrated. until it suddenly shows up in something. Oh, and you, coconut. And what, sick of it. What's a way that it could be used where it's you wouldn't think of using it, though? How, what makes it underrated? The only time I've ever had it is in, like, candy. I don't think there's enough of it. Just in the world? And when you hear somebody talk about it, usually they hate it. And it must be, it must, it must really? be well, more, more than a taste. Texture. It must be a texture yeah, or it gets stuck in my teeth thing. I, I like it. I've come around on coconut. Love it. it. Is Love onions it. more annoying cousin? In my Coconuts? Mind. And onions are hated. What the hell's wrong with you? What? 73% of the audience said, Love it. Yeah, they're right. Can't stand it. I, uh, I, it again, is... I, if I had to choose, I would pick like it, not love it, but I don't hate it, so I guess I love it. Uh, here's a, another one. Elvis. Overrated. Absolutely or no? Sure. I, I did not live during his time, Ashton. I don't know. Uh, he, yeah, he I, know, was, he I was listening. I was watching Elvis and, uh, and Kareem, um, <laughs> together. I will say, with Howard Cosell. I've always thought him to be a little bit overrated. Okay. Thank you. I agree. Sixty-four percent of the audience does not agree with us. Uh, I don't know if I want to ask this, but I'm going to. Same question for the Beatles. Oh, get out of here! I'm just asking. No, no, See, just asking. No, just a- I don't have an opinion. I'm just asking. But that makes my opinion of Elvis a little bit more accurate, I think, because I wasn't alive to absorb the music Neither of either. I. Neither was I. And yet, I just feel in my gut like the Beatles were a thing. And Elvis was a thing, but not the Beatles nah. thing. Uh, okay, here's here's where it's going to 
Those are more condiment questions. Well, these, the, it, you know who liked coconut? Elvis Presley. I thought he liked oh, peanut butter peanut and banana, butter, banana sandwich. Banana he liked everything. And sitting Can, on the toilet. Can't go wrong with a good peanut butter and banana sandwich. Is a quesadilla a sandwich? Yes, it is. I say that with confidence. No, it is not. I do not consider it. Justin, what do you say? 78% of the people said no. When your thought? I don't have I'm I'm torn. I think it's a rip s- torn. <laughs> RIP torn. Which leads us to the next one. Ooh, okay. If bread around meat is considered a sandwich, in principle, I agree. Is fried chicken a sandwich? Uh, no. Because it's not Oh man. I say no. No, my gut says no. It's not. Don't worry. <laughs> you don't have to overthink that one. But if yeah, I, I, really, I, hold on, hold really on. Really in my down. gut, it pains uh, me. To, no, no it is not. Because if you know, based on the definition, I'm just I gotta finagle my way out of why I I think that. But I definitely don't think it's a sandwich. Eighty-eight percent of the people said no. It Can is I ask? Not a sandwich. The, no, you may not. The twelve percent that. What? I mean. Forward-thinking people. Hmm. So. Backward-thinking people. Let's see here. Of these seven, which is most a sandwich and which is least a sandwich? I'll write these down. Hot Pocket. Oh, God. Taco. This is tough. Quesadilla. Uh, gyro. It's lamb sandwich. We're in America. Speak English. Fried chicken, <laughs> corn dog, oh god, or a calzone. Ooh, this is tough. Uh, it's not. T- I mean, the fried chicken. Fried chicken. No, I'm, I'm trying sandwich. to think of the other way. The fried chicken, obviously, no. But what's most sandwich out of those? My inclination. Uh, what was right before quesadilla? Taco. I say That's one and two for me. Sandwiches, uh, hot pocket. I say hot pocket is as close to a sandwich. Oh, over a interesting. Zero. Ooh. I, I would go taco never had quesadilla. A I know what it is, but yeah, I, I also have never had one. You should try one. They're very good. No, I, I do not eat lamb. tomatoes you don't, or I don't get it with sauce, whatever. Tzatziki. Then I'm just ordering pita bread and lamb. And tzatziki. It's real good. That's what I do. I don't, I I don't get I the, won't eat that cucumber sauce. You should. It's it's delicious. I don't like cucumbers, but that sauce is delicious. How do you get it? You know, broaden your horizons here, my friend. Tacos up there. I, I, I'm I going. Uh, Hot pocket, though, is. I don't think it's a, it's not a sandwich. It's a it's calzones, just, basically a hot pocket pocket. on steroids. Yeah, calzones are great. It's a pizza hot pocket. Uh, taco and quesadilla, taco quesadilla gyro are my top three for most like a sandwich. I think, yeah. Yeah, there's no. I think it's gyro, a tough one. Gyro was the winner for most likely yeah. mm-hmm. a taco. Fried chicken was least. Likely. Did you see there's that Madison place that's doing dessert tacos? The shell is like a pie crust, oh, and they no. were doing like key lime, cherry, something else. We've had Choco Tacos oh, in the vending machine here for You know what's years. next? It's not new. I want the royalties for this. All these <laughs> all these, um, these joints. Like the peanut butter jelly sandwich, sandwich. Where you have yeah. a, a Long John Silver's next to a Taco Bell, next to a Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. A double-decker taco. Where the second shell, outer shell thingy, is a slice of cheese pizza. Isn't that from? Isn't that part of an SNL skit? The Taco Taco Town. Have you ever seen Taco no. Town? Go look up Taco Town. 
Uh, it's not. It, it is not exactly what you just said. It's. It's a much. Well, I want. I want. I call dibs on it. Uh, this one. The taco inside of a pizza. Yeah, that's it. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. If you can we got two happen. left. This one is not really. Well, it's a write-in. Okay. What's your favorite cheese? Munster. Yeah, Munster. Love. Mm-hmm. I love Munster on a sandwich, man. That's a good question. Um. Right now, I'm a, I'm on a bit of a Colby kick. Mm, Colby's but good. pepper jack, a nice slice yeah. of pepper jack, a little bit of a kick in a sandwich. I like that. I hear you on that one. Sharp, the sharper the better. Sharp cheddar. Mm, sharp cheddar. Disagree. I, I don't like sharper. Nah. Mozzarella. You know, I don't mm, remember which on one sandwich? I like. Cheese in general. Yeah, Mon- Munster. Cottage cheese, large oh, or small. We're doing, curd. We're doing this oh, again. Get out of here. Small curd. Curd and side. finally, <laughs> small curd, by the way. What are you glad millennials have killed? Oh, God. Applebee's, <laughs> starter homes, <laughs> football, <laughs> banks, department stores. What do you mean killed? Motorcycles. Oh, there's a lot of them. Cereal. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or bars of soap. Ser- bars of soap. Yep. Bars of yeah. soap. Yeah. Glad that millennials have killed. Oh, hell yes. Oh, Are you I'm kidding sorry. me? I misunderstood. I thought oh. the thing that upsets you the most that they've killed. I have a follow up question to your reaction. Well, that's, that's, to that. that's question number two. Oh, wait. What? what? Upsets Why? You the most? <laughs> no, I'll tell you. I love. I hate soap. Bar soap. What? Give me a bar of soap. Oh, man. Yeah, I use a bar of soap. When, oh, I'm travel- yeah. I, when, when yeah, I travel yeah. during basketball yeah. season, I cannot tell you I, how annoying I, it is. I hate the white oh, lotions. I don't, no. don't want to. Oh. No, no, because no. I don't want it, it, to. No. It runs through your hand. And use then a then towel it, then. Use a, a washcloth. No, I don't need a bar of soap. I don't use one. Wow. This is a real. I can't believe this. I started traveling with a bar of soap. If I go to a hotel that offers me the little bars, I'll ask for a couple extra because I know the next town, the next city might not have. I'm trying to rationalize with a millennial right now, though. I don't. I didn't know this was a, a thing that people missed. Was bars of soap? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do not understand that. Good Dove Bar. No, Irish Spring. Feels we- I Irish use Irish. Spring. I use Irish Spring. Kirkland brand soap. The, the my the body guess wash. is you probably go through more soap. Oh, absolutely. Using the that, liquid. That bar of soap will last me months. Well, do you- I don't know the last time I used a bar of soap. So <laughs> how I can't. often are you using? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I don't know how often I last time I used You're a bar of soap. You're money by using oh, yeah. a liquid soap. That's what right. I found when I would use I'd the liquid still soap. Use it. I was buying Man, soap what? all the time. Mm-hmm. I went to bars of soap. What were some like of the other options? Okay, well, well, hang on a second now. So, if you're using the liquid soap, how often in washing your body will you go back to the bottle? Like, yeah. how long can you ration out a mm-hmm. what a handful of One, once per shower? I, oh, you're, no, first, there's first no all, way. First of all, there's no way. First of all, I've then got you're just washing hands. the top. No. First of all, I've got big hands. There's a lot of area to cover with my hands where I, I don't have to worry about that. Though. There's no way. I front with you. Want any normal size shower? Any, anybody, small. There, it, I'm telling you right there's now, There's no way you can wash your entire body with one <laughs> hand of a one squirt. This is discrimination. Of what? Because I'm, yeah. I'm tall. How is it no, but, just say I'm tall and wide. You, you were half the size you were. I say it's impossible. Well, sadly, thirty-three uh, percent of the vote for Applebee's, and thirty-three percent of the vote for bars of soap. See, I don't that think people are glad millennials have killed. Now, what are you mad? Millennials have killed. Again, the choices are Applebee's, starter homes, football, 
Applebee's really dead? Banks, department stores. I don't agree with any of these. Motorcycles, cereal, and bars of soap. Bars of soap is the only one that even actually I think is true. It- Millennials Whoa. don't eat cereal. They're eating avocado eat toast, yogurt, morning. granola. There's a I, lot this of cereal out there. I, yeah, I, I don't know about the cereal. Oh, 100% um, true. We've already talked about the soap. I'm upset that they've killed banks. I enjoy oh, no. a good trip to a bank. Good trip to a bank. I forgot about this. So you're talking about it's not because people go to ATMs and drive ups. That's killing a bank? Mm-hmm. No. I no, like no, 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 no. Millennials don't use banks. They right. don't Maybe I'm not trust a the government. Okay. You are definitely millennial. You're 17 years old. <laughs> I'm 17 and a half. Leave me alone. Uh, I'm 23 for the record. I, I use a bank. Listen, Applebee's, don't millennials don't go there. They go I to the corner coffee shop. I don't green coffee. Starter homes. Nope. They're right in high price apartments or they're just jumping right in to homes either. they can't afford. I'm not a millennial. Football, man. we've already touched on it. That's fine. Uh, banks, they don't trust the banks and the government, I, yeah. so they're putting their money under the mattress. Who, who Department stores, millennials are shopping at Amazon. Motorcycles, no, they're going to Vespas, cereal, we already said, avocado toast, yogurt, These granola, are all wrong. and bars it's of soap. Inaccurate. For some reason, they're using liquid soap. They're all just one handful of liquid soap yeah, for their entire just, body. Just one. That, that, that's not even possible. How much Axe do you use then if you're just using I don't one? Use Axe. There's no way. I'm telling you. And it you. doesn't matter that you're taller than I am. It, it, there's no On way. On the record, I am, though. That, I know, but I'm saying you could be shorter than I am. And there's no way one handful of liquid soap. I feel like you haven't soap. used body wash enough then to know I've this. tried, and it's slipping through my hands. I'm not even to my second shoulder yet, and I've got to go back to the Do you know how to shower? Tube. Here's the difference. When the liquid soap slips through my hands, it's gone. Okay, I when don't the have bar that of issue. soap does, I, don't have that issue. I can pick it up. I don't have that issue. I don't drop the soap, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't let it slip through my fingers onto the floor. Motorcycles won for what people are mad, which surprises yeah, This is just terrible, Paul. Uh, 40% said motorcycles. They're upset that millennials have killed motorcycles. I don't see a lot of motorcycles on the road. Aren't they kind of dangerous? Kind of dangerous? Uh, I'm, I'm saying that would explain that maybe. I don't know. I think motorcycles are going in the way of smoking. Are you as surprised as I am when I see somebody smoking in 2018? I see someone and I I'm go, surprised. really, you're smoking? I, I, I feel are, like I don't see as many, nearly as many people smoke as I Are you including vaping? And are we just talking cigarettes? I'm talking traditional tobacco, cigarette, hanging out. It just, I, I, I'm, I find myself more, oh, look, they're smoking. I'm kind of surprised to see it when I do nowadays. He has no idea what this is like, but remember how... It's been what ten years now since they outlawed smoking. I do remember this. everywhere. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I remember this. I had I, severe I remember, asthma as a kid. I remember going to bars and just coming home and hanging your clothes outside, and knowing like <laughs> I can't wear this shirt tomorrow, yep. and I'm not smoking. One of the greatest, I won't say unintended consequences because that has a negative connotation to it. One of the greatest side effects, maybe. Of the smoking ban here in our state? <laughs> what are you laughing The side effects of a smoking ban. The outdoor patios in restaurants and bars. I enjoy a good outdoor mm. dining or drinking environment on the right day, on the right night. Yep. We did not have nearly as many until the smoking ban. Mm. Because in all these bars and restaurants, yep. and they had to pay extra to do it, I realize that as a pain in the ass. But 
Now I can go out and enjoy it a little bit more. I like that. That was a residual effect of the smoking ban that nobody saw happening. I agree. I, I'm not an outdoors eating or drinking, hanging out Why type not? of guy. I, I, I like being indoors if I'm doing that stuff, mainly because I, I get uh, sweaty easily. So if I'm outdoors, it's, I, you know. That's because you're not using a bar of soap. If you'd use I feel like the you bar don't know how, soap, how science you... works at that point. <laughs> Your this. pores would be more. Oh, yeah. Play the music when I said talking about his pores. That's the sign. We better shut up. <laughs> <laughs>